Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam, Namo, Namaha, Jai, Ganesha. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org and thank you for your support. Just taking a little walk this morning and having more thoughts about the whole issue of Hindu phobia and anti-Hindu. We've done two podcasts on this, which you can review. This is a complex subject. And also we have to look at a time scale here. So if we look at Hindu phobia, phobias are fears. So we as Hindus have to ask ourselves, I mean, we recognize that there's been anti-Hinduism, acts against Hindus, as there's been acts against people of all religions. This is documented, but the real elephant in the room here is that we Hindus have to ask ourselves the question, why? Why are some people afraid of Hindus and or Hinduism? Why are some people anti-Hindu? So there is a difference. There are obviously many who just don't like perhaps a Hindu or a group of Hindus or Hinduism, which of course is Hindu dharma. Remember, there are many synonyms for what we call Hinduism today. Ritta, dharma, Vedic, dharma, yoga, dharma, Sanatan dharma, Brahmanism, Hinduism, the Hindu religion, Sabeka, Sarva, Ekam. But we are best known as Hindus. And we'll get to that point in a moment. But there are obviously many who just do not like perhaps a Hindu or Hinduism. And there can be a positive to that. And there can be a negative to that. As humans, we don't like everything or everyone. And that can be simply a recognition. We may see someone that is just overly aggressive and assertive and egocentric, and we just don't like that person. We just stay away from them. Now, if we commit an act of violence against them, that's something different. We don't like different types of food, perhaps. We all have different tastes in art, music, culture. We just don't like it. And that can be just a positive recognition. If we don't like it in the sense of hating it, that's a whole other story. So being anti-Hindu, <clears throat> not liking Hinduism is one thing. But a phobia is a fear. There are many who are afraid of a Hindu or Hindus or Hinduism. And right off the bat, we have to recognize something, that at this time in history, the vast majority of Hindus are Indians. Now, if we go back 75 years ago, certainly 100 years ago, it was synonymous that if you were white, you were Christian. If you were Christian, you were white. But that's no longer the case. Neither do people automatically associate Christianity with the Middle East, with Bethlehem, with Nazareth. So Hinduism being adopted or converted into by non-Indian people is a relatively new phenomenon. So it's just going to take some decades before we recognize that to be a Hindu, one does not necessarily have to be an Indian. And this is an issue also for Indians to overcome. So remember, there are three areas that 
are sometimes distinct, sometimes grouped together, different combinations. Remember, India is a country. Indian is an ethnicity, and Hindu or Hinduism is the religion. They can be different or they can be the same. And interestingly, Indians that don't understand this and are prejudiced against non-Indian Hindus, are they not being anti-Hindu? May they also be suffering from a fear of these non-Indian Hindus? Maybe they have a fear that, oh, they're going to take over. So, we also have to look at the non-Indians who have a fear of a Hindu, Hindus or Hinduism. Now, a non-Indian may have met a Hindu, an Indian, and they just were looking at the ethnicity of the person, and perhaps they didn't, they were afraid of that person. Or perhaps they saw a Indian and just assumed it was a Hindu, whether they were or not, and had a fear of them, perhaps because they were arrogant, rude, superstitious, perhaps. Now, obviously, also in the Abrahamic religions, the Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims, Many of them, because of their theology, they do fear a Hindu, Hindus, Hinduism, because it's totally antithetical to the monotheistic religions. And just as many today associate a Hindu with being an Indian, an Indian with being a Hindu, so too... The country of India associated with being a Hindu. And this is where Indians, and especially Indian Hindus from India, need to take an honest look at some of the reasons behind Hindu phobia and anti-Hindu. As inspirational, mystical is Bharatmata, India, Bhumimata. We cannot deny the absolute filth and dirt, lack of hygiene, diseases, apathy towards the mother country. Obviously, when especially non-Indians and non-Hindus see the condition of India, the poverty too, and associated with Hinduism, it's for good reason that they're anti-Hindu and Hindu-phobic, afraid of Hinduism. And they can simply point out, look, if your religion, your dharma is so great, why have you let Mother India become so polluted, so dirty, the most polluted country in the world? Why the lack of hygiene? Horrible lack of hygiene in many places public urination, feces, the ubiquitous beetle juice spits everywhere. And then, when one goes to the Christian areas of India, and even the Muslim areas, far cleaner. 
So here is where Indian Hindus from India need to step up to the plate and ask some serious, serious questions and do what they can to help clean up Bhumimatta. How can we say we love Mother India and then treat her this way? And obviously many Indian Hindus have left Indian and they're no longer Indians in the sense of nationality. They're now Americans. They live in America. They live in clean suburbs, many of them totally non-Indian suburbs. They have their nice homes, their nice cars. Obviously lots of opportunity. So here's where Indian Hindus from India need to ask themselves some serious questions about what they're going to do to help truly respect Bharatmata. There may be other non-Indian who look at much of the misinformation about Hinduism and develop, therefore, a fear or an anti-Hindu attitude, not liking what the Hindus do. Obviously, the solution to this is further education. Now, ironically, are there also Indians that are Hindus? Remember, not all Indians are Hindus, so obviously Indians who are not interested in religion at all, or perhaps Muslim Indians or Christian Indians or even Jewish Indians, would obviously be anti-Hindu or perhaps Hindu-phobic. But there are actually Indian Hindus, sometimes they use the word Hindu, sometimes not, that could be looked at as anti-Hindu. Any Indian who calls themselves perhaps a Vedantist or a Sanatanist or a Hare Krishna or any other extreme sectarian label, sectarian is okay, but extreme sectarianism is not, When they eschew the word Hindu, are they not being anti-Hindu? And please review our podcast on who is perpetuating Hindu phobia for an honest look at basically all of the Indian leaders who, most of which came to America starting back in the 50s and 60s and started these large yoga movements were all really anti-Hindu. They did not use the word Hindu. Right up to today with Sri Sri and the sad guru, pun intended, they all say they're not teaching any religion. They're not Hindus. So this is clearly anti-Hindu. What a message does this send that even the Indian Hindus are confused about who they are. They don't really know who they are. We have to ask ourselves, why are the two youngest religions, Christianity and Islam, the most populated? Well, for one thing, when push comes to shove, yeah, there's sectarian clashes. They know who they are. They know they're Christians and Muslims, respectively. When you ask, uh, and again, it's hard to, to put a label on this. Do we just say Indian or 
We don't know because sometimes they'll say they're Hindu, sometimes not. When you ask an Indian, quote-unquote, Hindu, what's their religion, you may get a really conflicting and fuzzy answer at best. Is this not really, perhaps, Hindu-phobia, a fear of Hinduism? Maybe a fear of being shunned by others by saying that they're a Hindu? Obviously, we have to conquer this kind of fear. We're afraid to state who we are. We're allowing somebody else to dominate our mind. Sadly, there are many Indian Hindus, again, who when they see a non-Indian Hindu, they refuse to accept them as a Hindu. Is this not being anti-Hindu? And it's not just non-Indians. The prejudice can go even deeper when many Indians from India, who are also Hindus, look down upon Indian Hindus who were not born in India. Many of those from Trinidad and Fiji, for example, can attest to this, that they feel discriminated against by Indian Hindus that are born in India. So there's kind of an ingrained casteism going on there. So the problems are really multifaceted when it comes to Hindu phobia. And this is something that all Hindus, whether they're Indian or non-Indian, are going to have to confront. We're going to have to seek a sense of clarity. It's going to take time, but this is the nature of evolution. So this may help. Again, recognize that India is the country, Indian is the ethnicity, and Hindu is the religion. And there can be many combinations of that today. Yes, thousands and thousands, well, even hundreds of years ago, everybody, every Hindu was from India, was an Indian, and, was a, and were Hindus. But this is no longer the case. As all religions have expanded and grown, this is adaptation. Remember, adaptation is different than theft or appropriation. And ironically, this is exactly what's happened with our sacred Hindu dharma in the form of today's so-called yoga. All of these so-called yoga teachers, they're not Hindus. So is this not a clear case of being anti-Hindu? And there's probably some fear going on there. Fear of being a Hindu, which could be multifaceted. These so-called yoga teachers could be afraid that if they become a Hindu, they'll be shunned by their parents or their Christian peers. If they become a Hindu, they'll lose customers, lose their power, lose their fame, lose their money. There's an awful lot going on here that needs to be unpacked. And again, all of this non-Hindu yoga of today began and is perpetuated by Indians. Starting with Krishnamacharya, right up to the ubiquitous sad guru. All of these people are creating non-Hindu so-called yoga teachers. 
and even many Indian Hindus are falling into the trap of being yoga teachers. And rarely do you see the word Hindu connected with their teachings. So, as concerned Hindus, if we really love the Dharma, we need to start working together. This is one of our major problems throughout history, the division within Indian people, within Hindus. They don't seem to want to work together. There's a false sense of pride there. So let's clarify that we are Hindus. And our goal is Atmadarshana, Paramodharma. And the way we get there is by living this Hindu, yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle. It's all of those things. For as Hindus, we all, to one degree or another, do karma yoga, bhakti yoga, raja yoga, gyan yoga, hatha yoga, mantra yoga, japa yoga, nada yoga, and some nata yoga. All stimulating the inner vitality, the inner essence, the inner sap, if you will, of kundalini yoga. So be proud to be a Hindu and also be humble enough to ask ourselves these questions. Why? Why are some people anti-Hindu? And again, not everybody's going to like us. Okay, leave it at that. But also ask ourselves, why do people vehemently not like us as Hindus? And why do some have a fear of Hindus, Hinduism? These are serious questions that we need to reflect upon. And check out this confusion. So you have some Indian Hindus that do not at all accept non-Indian Hindus or white Hindus. It's really, it's really not a racial issue, but many people make it that way. So they're against white Hindus, and yet, look how many Indians want to become white. Every Indian girl knows about light and lovely, is it called? Cosmetics to make themselves look fair. Even skin bleaching, <laughs> it's just used in Asia. Asia. Even the Chinese, the Koreans go for it. Basically saying to themselves that white is better. Look at the classified ads, looking for fair-skinned girls, fair-skinned boy. Fair-skinned seems to get promoted or hired over darker skin. So on the one hand, you have a prejudice against white Hindus, and yet Indians, many, want to become white. And then many Indians, obviously, may be ashamed or embarrassed over the fact that it is the non-Indian Hindus that have taken the ball and run with it when it comes to yoga. Yeah, what they're doing is totally wrong, but look what they've done. They've made yoga a popular word around the world. And why did many of them do this? Because the Indian teachers that they studied with, or their students, never used the word Hindu, never insisted that they become Hindus, and therefore we have this massive non-Hindu spurious yoga movement today. One of the most infamous ones is Kino, who 
prides herself as a a master Astanga Yoga teacher. And remember, Astanga Yoga has nothing to do with any asanas at all, any specific asana. And yet that's what it's all about. And she studied under the late Pratipi Joyce, who had his own problems with sexual misconduct. But when it came to Kino asking Pratipi Joyce, do I need to become a Hindu to be a teacher? Rather than telling her, yes, dear, this is what you really should do, you should formally become a Hindu, he said, no, stay with your God. And this has been the problem. And so to this day, we have Kino's yoga, Ashtanga yoga, and she prays to Jesus, God Jesus. So let's get our heads on straight, my friends. Being a Hindu is not about your skin color. And anybody that tells you that really does not know the Hindu yoga dharma. For in essence, it is tattvamasi, that thou art. You are the atmana. This transcends skin color. It transcends ethnicity. It transcends country, actually. So when anybody is prejudiced against skin color and claims to be a Hindu, that's a total delusion. They're deluding themselves and deluding others. We can't keep blaming others for the problems, many of which we have created ourselves through procrastination, through denial, through capitulation, and through a false sense of universalism. When we say sanatana dharma, eternal traditions, and if we think this means that our sanatana dharma, or Hinduism, if you will, is the eternal religion from which everything else came, we're deluding ourselves. This is really the fundamentalist, universalist mindset. And in essence, really no different than any fundamentalist who claims that their religion is universal. Remember, that's actually the meaning of Catholic, universal. Remember, there's a middle ground. Instead of falling flat on one extreme of being a fundamentalist, in which we view every other religion as completely wrong or evil, or the other extreme of the fundamentalist universalist, when we're actually doing something very specific and then claiming that to be universal. This is where the New Age yoga movement was given birth by fundamentalist universalist Hindus, many coming from the Vaishnava camp, obviously, in a very misguided way, believing that everything comes from Vishnu Krishna, and there are some saivas that believe that too, and shaktites, but this is simply the opposite extreme of being a pure fundamentalist. There's a middle ground. There's a middle track of following a way. This is the Nat principle. One's religion is not the way, fundamentalism. It's not no way or always, fundamentalist, universalist, but a way. This is the mature understanding of one's religious spiritual tradition. 
This must be something that we Hindus understand full well. The Hindu dharma is a way. It's not the way. It's not the universal way for everybody. But it's a very specific way also. So again, it's way past time for us to stop blaming others for all of the invasions, all of the distortions, the Hindu phobia, the anti-Hinduism. We have to ask ourselves why do people feel this way and why do we allow it right up to this day? Why does it take us so long to address issues? Kudos for addressing them now, but why does it take so long? Unfortunately, many of us become professionals at putting things off, hence procrastination. Don't be a lazy Hindu. L-A-Z-Y. If we do, we lose a zero, yoga, etc., etc., etc. Be proud to be a Hindu. Seek Atma Dashana. Live this Hindu, yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle. And embrace your fellow Hindus. And embrace those who choose this great Hindu dharma as their tradition. Welcome them with open arms. Of course, they must study and must make full commitment. And remember, part of that full commitment in becoming a Hindu is your Namakarana samskara. When you leave your Judeo-Christian name, for example, and you take on a beautiful Sanskrit Tamil Hindu name, most often one of the names of our many deities. Hmm? So be proud to be a Hindu and respect the other religions of the world. And part of that respect is not using their terms. We don't believe in God or Lord. That's Christian. Those are relatively recent terms. Use your terms. If we want others to respect us, we cannot be using their terms, in a sense, disrespecting them. And we must be very firm in our terminology. Only then will we get the true respect that we deserve, that all humans deserve. And this will slowly help to end this rash of Hindu phobia and anti-Hinduism. Education, openness, and love and peace, of course. That's why we as Hindus have a wonderful message for the whole world, actually, in the fact that when we say namaste, we're focusing on the divinity within each and every one. To be respected outwardly for the specifics. <laughs> so thank you. Just a few thoughts this morning walking around the ashram. So excuse the quality of the podcast. But if you love Hindu dharma, let's work together. Come on, let's be a united Hindu family, whether we're Saiva, Vaishnava, Shaktite, whatever philosophy we follow. Let's be proud to be Hindus. Be a Hindu family, Saiva, Vaishnava, Shakti, the three. And let us live in harmony and follow the dharma and plant your yoga tree. It's karma bhakti raja yani. This is Hindu dharma, Om Shanti. Ganapati Murga Shiva Shakti. Ganapati Krishna Vishnu Lakshmi. 
Ganapati Hanuman Sitaram, Durga Lakshmi Saraswati Kali, Durga Parvati. We are a Hindu family, Saiva Vaishnava Shakti. The three, J J J, Hindu Dharma.